When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're typically an overachiever or you're a person who believes you can wear many hats without becoming stressed. One of the things that I've learned is that we often overestimate what we can do in a day and then we underestimate what we can do in our lifetime. Burnout is when you know that you don't have enough time in the day to get it done, but you don't know how to say no. And so your body, your mind, your spirit, your relationships take a toll. So although I was preaching, so to speak, uh, coping strategies, self-care, and work-life balance to the people I was working with, I wasn't given that opportunity from my superiors. You know, you have to find who you are, but there's also uh, a knowledge of who you're not. I'm not going to create miracles at, at midnight. It's easy to have the tendency that if you're not involved, the kingdom of God is going to break down. If we don't have trust in God, it leads to burnout. Asking for help is really not a reflection of your, of your ability. It gives you an opportunity to value someone else's life. I'm not going to let the day-to-day -day stress ruin the greatest gift I've ever been given. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. If you're a busy couple, then today's podcast is for you. We're talking about how to avoid burnout. This is going to be a really interesting podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. And before we introduce our awesome guests, we wanted to give a shout out to somebody who left a review on Apple Podcasts. This shout out goes to After92. They said, number one podcast, awesome podcast, super helpful for couples at any stage in life to stay intentional and continually improve in your God-given relationship with your spouse. Being new in the ministry, it's also a great resource to help and understand others facing marital hardships. Yes, we need Spanish content ASAP. So thank you so much uh, after 92. Um, we appreciate your kind feedback and we are working on some Spanish content. Yes, you're gonna have to break out your Spanish, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have, we have an awesome card deck coming out soon. So stay tuned. That'll be in a few months. Yes, thank you so much for the kind words. Today's guests are Yuri and Cami Sanguesa. They are a power couple. They're awesome. They're missionaries right now in Norway. We've known Cami for a long, long time, and we've known Yuri for quite a few, quite years. A few years now. And they are a dynamic couple. Yes, we were so happy to see that when they got together because we knew them separately as amazing individuals. And now they are doing some awesome work for the Lord. Um, so we're going to share a little bit about their background so that you can become familiar with them. Um, so first for Yuri, he is uh, the pastor of Northern Light Apostolic Church International. It's in Norway, in Oslo, and then they have churches all over Scandinavia. And um, he's also an urban planner and the head of section for spatial planning and landscape architecture. Um, he has a bachelor's in civil engineering and he has a master's in urban and regional planning. Um, so pretty cool background there um, and we've got we've got to see him in action over we got in, to see some of his projects in Oslo yeah it's really neat and then um, Cami Allard Sanguesa 
Um, she's a clinical psychologist, PhD, and uh, her PhD is in clinical psychology, master's in clinical psychology, and a bachelor's in psychology. And um, she's done some really good work and research over here in the States. And now she is in Oslo helping her new husband, um, their newlyweds. And they have such a great uh, a wealth of information to share with us today on avoiding burnout. They share some of their individual stories and then also um, their research and even from a theological perspective, um, just some of their insights. And so we are so honored to have them on. So welcome, Yuri and Cami. Thank you so much for being here with us today, you guys. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. I'm excited. It's an honor. I, you know, right there, right now, it's like after 9 p.m. your time. So thank you for uh, being awake Staying still up. and aware enough, <laughs> alert enough. Um, yeah. We're... I think this is such an important topic to jump into with you guys. And um, we have lots of questions to pick your brain, your experience, your ministerial experience, your clinical experience, and your professional experience. So here we go. So I guess the first question that would be, uh, I think, appropriate to start with is, um, what is burnout? You want me to start? Yeah. From the clinical perspective, I think that's a good question. Yeah. You know, um, First off, this is something I ask him because uh, we've actually been discussing uh, about burnout and what that means to his team at Covey Engineering. So I don't know if you want to start, but how I've always viewed burnout as a, as a psychologist is really applying it to myself and then, mm-hmm. then really being able to teach people. And uh, I think the first step of identifying and understanding burnout is that you're typically an overachiever or you're a person who believes you can wear many hats without um, becoming stressed. Mm -hmm. And I say becoming stressed because I feel like for me, even going through grad school, I would say yes to everything I would, uh, that would come at me from, from family, work, church, school, Mm -hmm. and say, yes, yes, yes. And then realize I'm not invincible and it's kind of like that crash that it's inevitable. It's coming, it's coming. Um, and it's, I think burnout starts with such good intentions because you are, you know, you, I, we, we all want to do the most we can. And I'm sure we'll delve into this as we go through, but especially in ministry and marriage and then all these other aspects of who we are. Um, it's just wanting to do so much and then realizing, wow, I'm becoming very fatigued. And I know for me, when I start to feel a little bit of tension in my shoulders and my back, I'm like, okay, where is this coming from? Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm very aware of how situations impact my body. If you ask my husband, I'm like, oh, I feel it in my back. And he's just like, oh, yes. probably like, oh my goodness. But um, That's such good awareness though, now, to you know, recognize that that somatic yeah. impact, right? Because sometimes yeah, people don't yeah. know when they're burned out and t- that they're getting burned out until they're actually burnt out. And so to recognize, Oh, there's exactly. tension. Where's that coming from? That's, that's good. Yeah. You know, prevention. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and I think that just came with, uh, you know, obviously being informed and then be practicing awareness. And so again, just starting with, I, for me, and I think many people I've worked with is not knowing when to say no, that's so saying yes. And then realizing that things are stacking up upon each other. And by that time, if, if you're not aware, and I've just practiced this for many years, but at the beginning, not realizing what burnout was somatically, and then um, even impacting you. And we can go through the list, but even spiritually and, and burnout is this kind of, I always say it's like you're depersonalizing from so many things you're in denial you're feeling stressed, you're becoming quite irritable. Mm. And I just, at one point in my, in my career in 2017, I actually felt like I had this tremendous crash landing because my body was just haywire. My Mm. mind was exhausted. And, um, and I don't want to dive too much right now, but I feel like burnout is when you know that you don't have enough time the day to get it done, but you don't know how to say no. And so your body, your mind, your spirit, your relationships take a toll and it can destroy you, you know? So that's, that's my definition. (laughs) What would you add to that, Yuri? Uh, I I think uh, for, for me, uh, I have probably a personal 
experience of, of burnout uh, mm-hmm. in my uh, now in my younger time, younger years of as a professional. Yeah, uh, where I wanted to do most of the work. I wanted to please my boss. I uh, I also had a rigid schedule of I needed to work out four times a, a week. Um, not enough sleep, uh, just trying to get the project uh, uh, done uh, on time, working late at night. Uh, one time, I remember I worked two whole days, like through the night, no sleep. Uh, and uh, mm. and went, to, uh, went back home, uh, went to sleep, and then during the nighttime, um, my my heart started palpitating uh, very quickly, Ugh. and uh, I remember waking up and and feeling like every my body was racing, like I was I was running, but I was I was in bed. Wow! And um, and uh, called my dad and said, "You got to take me to the hospital right away." Yeah. And I thought, really, I might have accepted. Exaggerated it, but I remember <laughs> I thought I was gonna pass out. Like it, it was it was really bad, and uh, went to the hospital. <clears throat> uh, took in uh, ECG, uh, lay there. Uh, doctor didn't find any problems with my heart, but then he went, uh, you know, asked me questions. You know what yeah. what I've been doing, and. Uh, <laughs> He said, he said, he said, you know, and I gave him all the list and I actually knew the answer. I knew what was wrong with me, you know? Uh, And he said, well, talk to your, to your employer and just say, you're going to take a day off. (laughs) There's your prescription, right? Yeah, that was, that was the, yeah, it was, it was very, very uh, uh, obvious. But uh, I think for me, it was the realization that, uh, you know, as a young person, I can also, I'm not invisible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to be aware of, of mm-hmm. what's going on. And I have to be aware of my time. I have to be aware of how much I can handle in one single day. That's good. And you found out how much you could handle. So yeah, actually very quickly. <laughs> so yes. on that note, like finding out how much you can handle, like did you guys actually quantify, you both have personal experiences with burnout. Did you quantify like I need this number of hours of sleep personally? Like, did you guys start deciding some specific Where's your threshold, boundaries? Yeah, yeah. Um, can I? Yeah, because this ahead, is something please. that's actually transformed in our marriage. <laughs> yeah. But so in 2017, I was um, working in Stockton, California, in a, in a very for for it being a mental health clinic, it was the most. Um, how do I say this unhealthy working environment that led me to um, uh, being diagnosed with a type of shingles. I was severely stressed due to the workload. So although I was preaching, so to speak, uh, coping strategies, self-care and work-life balance to the people I was working with, I wasn't given that opportunity from my superiors. So I I was literally, uh, I felt like, not maybe not physically dying, but mentally like where my brain at, I'm going to work. <laughs> and I, I reached out to a psychologist uh, that was my previous mentor in San Francisco. And I said, please help me. Like, what do I do? And uh, she informed me, she said, if you can't control your environment, the working environment, the one thing you can control, if you know, and she kind of applied eating disorders uh, techniques to, to my issues is figure out what you can control. You can figure out what you're eating and how much time you give to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, from 2017 onward, I began to really look into sleep hygiene and I, I've become a, a, a huge fan of sleep hygiene tips that are quite simple, but if you take them literally, they work. So mm-hmm. I figure have figured out and found that I need, and my husband could attest to this, yeah. I need at least eight hours. I'm not a person uh, like many that I've known in ministry that could sleep on four hours and just thrive. I don't thrive on six. I don't thrive on seven hours. I thrive. My body needs at least eight. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish I, again, I wish I could be like other people I know that do so well, but <laughs> 
But really, my do they? I, I know that there are some. That people. is the question, right? That yeah. Is the question. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's very few people, right? But the research supports what you're saying that most people mm-hmm. need that average of eight hours. Some need seven, some exactly. need nine. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think we're hitting on so many good topics. What did you do with your sleep hygiene? Because I think that is important. And I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people invest in yeah. a few of the things to make their sleep better. Right. Because I. Because you could have quality of sleep, right? You can have terrible, you still get yeah. eight hours, but not very good hours. Right. Exactly. You could also yeah. have really, really good seven hours and mm-hmm. you're going to feel better with that. What do you do, Cammie? Like what, what What were some of the fixes that you did yeah. in your own, in your guys' life? Yeah. To, to- yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I think again, we've only been married for what, 10 months. So yeah, this definitely started at like for, for me, uh, on an individual basis. And then it's evolved into us agreeing and, and me helping my husband and helping me in certain things. Yeah. But, uh, so sleep hygiene, it, and again, it's its own form of therapy, but I just kind of take the tip list. Mm-hmm. And what I found is a, a lot of things were going on in my bedroom that were distracting to me. Like you were saying, you could have eight hours of sleep, but is it good quality? Probably not. Um, so I really began to take to heart what I was you know, educating others uh, about. And mm-hmm. uh, the big three things for me is I never, and now uh, due to COVID, which has harangued and messed up some of our, our, our habits, <laughs> but I would put my phone down and it was just off. I did not bring my phone or my computer into my bed. Right. That bed uh, is for sleeping and then mating, right? That's, that's really how they look at it. <laughs> that's my slow clap. Good job. Yeah. We call it the two S's. <laughs> Uh, sleep and sex. That yes. is for sleep and sex. Yeah. Yes. I can say these words. Okay. Yeah. I, I am not a censored person. So I told my husband, I'm going to have to really watch my language here. But yes. Yeah, so know, dear young so married sweet. couple, Cammie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right. you know, I mean, when I tell people what I've done in my previous work, they, their jaws drop. So I'm just like, Oh, I, I better censor what I have, what I've worked with, but yes, or who I've worked with. But yeah, so it's like for sleep and sex. And, you know, uh, previous to marriage, it was, it was, it was a lot of sleeping and it was like, okay, this has got to be healthy. The other things I had to do is I have to have, and they say this, your bedroom needs to be at a cooler temperature because you have a cover to give you that kind of warmth that Mm -hmm. we call it the baby hug of the womb. Mm -hmm. And so I have a fan in my room that keeps it and my husband's getting used to it, but I also have to have a very dark room, you know? And, And he's just like, Hey, I'm working on this snoring from him and, and he's dealing with We, the, we have the, made a compromise. We made a compromise. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fan found out some snoring. No, but so I think the three, <laughs> the three big things is I, I, I had to realize my eyes, they, they don't need to be overactivated. So I keep the, the phone out of my bedroom. Uh-huh. Um, I, they say an hour. Dark. I don't, don't they say about an hour? Don't look at your phone. Mm-hmm. An hour before your bed because the blue light in the phone uh, triggers yes, some of like, yeah, your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing, do you guys do blackout you know, that's curtains? That's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. That's hard. Did you guys do yeah. blackout well, curtains? We had. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, during summer, we need to really yeah. shut them down because uh, we have sunlight all day, basically. Yeah, that's true. Summer, yes. So. That's insane. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, so so in Norway. Wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. So I was going to say like in Norway, it's like four hours of darkness, right? Or something like in the crazy summer. in the summer. Oh, no darkness. No, no darkness. darkness. That makes it difficult no, we, for sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had like, we could have had barbecues at like two and three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like it's, it's been very... Yeah. It's been, a, that's why it's been a, a lot of adjustment for me, but so yeah, those are just the things I applied and then I'll let my husband speak, but something we were actually talking about today that we were like, we want to tell them this is our success story yes. is, um, he used to sleep on four or five hours, especially when we were dating with the nine hour time difference oh, and even yeah. before that, uh, he's a very regimented man. Like with, before we got married, he was working out four times a week. He works 10, 11 hour days he pastors multiple churches and then he doesn't take care of himself. Uh And so that's one thing he said today. He's like, babe, you know what? He's like, you've taught me the importance of sleep. And so right now he's up to about seven hours of sleep and it's really, I'll let him jump in. 
Please well, share I, more. I mean, with yeah, with with Cammy's sort of need for eight hours, like <laughs> the the must eight hours. It's really forced me to go, you know, to bed yeah. with yeah. you know yeah. with that ma- mindset. Uh, so it's been good. Yeah. I think one other thing I could add is is that we've uh, before we go to bed, we we have a quiet time together. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where we just talk. Uh, and, and decompress everything that has has mm-hmm. happened during the day, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and that gives us in you know it's a, it's a great segue to to get to a sleep mode. Yeah. Uh, then coming from really stress uh, stressed out day and then go straight to bed, it's it's sort of a, mm-hmm. a, a sharp difference. Yeah. Yep. But but having a, a middle way. A transitional time. Yeah. That's such a good tip. Yeah. Can you expound upon that for, for couples that are listening where they're like, I want to implement that in my marriage. Um, any tips for how you guys decided to implement that? Like specifics yeah. on, you know, what you discuss before you go to bed or how long that is. Or how, how you get the other person off their work. Off their work. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think it's harder for me since uh, I am sort of the the person that usually have too much. I, I can find work to do and uh-huh. I often have that in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. I should have done this. I should have done that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but but I I know that by by 8 p.m. I, I, I you know, if I haven't done it, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think for from a ministerial point of view and. And also, uh, health-wise, um, and it's been a, I guess, a, a, a learning curve uh, as you grow along to to mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, we 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 focus a lot on who we are. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you have to find who you are, but there's also uh, a knowledge of who you're not. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's an important thing that takes time to learn um, mm. and uh, to know that I, I, I'm not going to create miracles at, at midnight. You know? <laughs> yes. I, I won't be able to finish things uh, if, if it's not done by that time. I know that it's, it's not going to, you know, that there's another day mm-hmm. and, uh, and learning to, to say this is good enough for today and just mm-hmm. shut down that, that has been uh, a big thing in my life professionally and, mm-hmm. and, and ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many needs all around. And, um, and I, I was just thinking about, you know, how, how John introduces <clears throat> John the Baptist in his, in his gospel and, and how John the Baptist says, you know, when he's asked the question, uh, who are you? And John the Baptist says, I'm not the Christ. And, and, and that's a, a very, important uh, um, acceptance to make that you're not the miracle mm-hmm. worker. It's you can't walk on water. Uh, you're, 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 you're not there. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't uh, create things uh, out of mm-hmm. nothing. And uh, although we want to please people, we want to do what we can do. Um, it, 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 we have to be reminded that, that we're also at a place where um, I need to, I need to know that this is this is this is what I can do, and yeah. and God, He's going to take care of the rest. When, that when is that, so that, revelatory. Yeah. I think that that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's really good. I think so. Cam, you were saying a little bit ago, saying yes too much. Yeah. And I think on the flip mm-hmm. side is that you've said yes too much, but you never learn how to delegate. Mm-hmm. In a in a yeah. place of leadership, you can hold way too much and micromanage everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and really yeah. hurt the the process, like hurt yeah. what you're trying to do in the long run mm-hmm. because you're holding too many balls. Yep. and you not mm-hmm. yeah allowed others to flourish and to hold that. Mm-hmm. And and Yuri, that's yeah. something you've done so well. Yeah. Like we've witnessed that firsthand. Um, when we were there, I mean, you yeah. like Kemi said earlier, you pass through multiple churches you are not micromanaging yeah. those churches. Like you, you yeah. have really empowered people to flourish. Yeah. How do you delegate? For and it's interesting because Yuri is a very particular person. True. Yes. Like from what I yeah. noticed, yeah. You, you do things very in an excellent manner, in an yes. excellent way. And so that is probably yeah. hard to like start letting go of that. Yeah. 
Definitely. How, yeah. how do you do that? How do you do that? Like, how did you come to do I, that? I think, you know, you learn um, what it's been in my, my experience and uh, trying to reflect on, on my personal life is to, um, to be reminded that the kingdom of God is, is greater than yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, you, it's easy to have the tendency that if you're not involved the kingdom of God is going to break down, mm-hmm. but it's not. Mm-hmm. God has his church. Yes. And um, uh, I, I, uh, the way I see it is that um, these, are the, these are the people that God has mm-hmm. uh, given me. These are the uh, people that God has entrusted in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever they can do, I need to, to learn to, uh, to utilize mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And to to accept that um, they are they're there to grow. They're there to be part of the growth and journey uh, mm-hmm. with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I do I do some follow ups with people. Uh, we have weekly status mm-hmm. with them, but mm-hmm. basically they're pretty much on their own. They get yeah. directions <laughs> here and there and things and. And, uh, and, and sometimes you have to step in uh, as a pastor, but uh, for the most part, it's their journey to, to learning um, how to, uh, to, to lead a smaller group mm-hmm. uh, has, has been positive for their uh, Christian walk as well. Yeah. So good. Excellent. I, I, we, you were saying that, and I, my mind went to <clears throat> Jesus's parable of the talents, and what a tragedy if if you're the one that doesn't allow them to invest yeah. their talent. They have it. Yeah. They want to they want to invest. They want mm-hmm. to do something with it, but mm-hmm. they're stifled. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a particular way of doing it. And you yeah. you probably had to sometimes step back because like that's not my way. But yeah. <laughs> maybe they're doing it yeah. differently, but yeah. you know, it works. <clears throat> yeah. It works. Yeah. Um, I I do think about leadership in, in three different ways, you know, one, one is um, uh, leading at the front. And and by that, I mean, um, pointing the way, you know, being, being a leader, Mm -hmm. you, you you have a face, you have a voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, They need to hear the shepherd's voice. They, they need to, to see his involvement. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And then you, you also learn to lead in the middle, which which is is trying to know uh, where we're at as a group. Yeah. You know, where's the church as a, as a group? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the major issues? Mm-hmm. I can't find every issue in the church. I can't solve everything. But what are the major things that I need to to work on? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the last part is is really what what we're discussing, and that is leading from behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so good. And seeing people up front, seeing them walk, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you stepping, not not giving up the reins or not 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 loosing things up, but but letting people uh, go and seeing mm-hmm. where they're going. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. And you so have, to have a balance of that's those. The, right? Yeah, yeah, have a balance of those three three places. Mm. Yeah. I think for, for many people, it's, it's hard to ask for help. It's hard, hard to ask for help because it's, it's sometimes boils as a pride thing. It boils as a, a um, uh, am I not good enough? Uh, you know, can't mm-hmm. I handle those things uh, on my own? Mm-hmm. Um, but asking for help is really not a f- reflection or your, of your ability, but it, it just, it, it, it gives you an opportunity to value someone else's life. Ooh, that is so good. It's a reflection of your foresight. Yeah. Love that. That is good. That's Can why I married him, folks. Oh. That's why I married him. <laughs> well, I'm saying, wow. I'm thankful for my wife because she's, she's done, she's carried a lot of burdens. So oh my goodness. No, it's true. It's like I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is why I waited. It's worth the wait. Just wait for the one that fits fits um fits what you've wanted. So exactly. yeah, I'm sorry. there's there's another extra tip there, folks. Premarital folks yeah. who are listening. 
question, question for you. Um, clinically, in the in the work that you've done, the research that you've done, have you seen that um, there's a certain personality type that tends, like whether that's Myers Briggs or Enneagram or any any yeah. you know however you would frame personality, but is there a certain personality type that tends toward burnout? Um, you know, in a greater sense than other personality types. Well, yeah. And I think we've actually had a huge discussion about this because a lot of my previous work was working in clinics and university campuses. So I was 10, I tend, uh, or I should say attended to work with people who were like that overachieving. Uh, we, we still use type A personality uh, in our, in our notes of just okay. <laughs> kind of like this person's very goal directed. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, even me, I, and again, I, I throw myself into the midst a lot in the work I do is um, someone who, you know, my husband is very particular, as uh-huh. am I. Um, he's, and I'm learning from him. He's much more flexible than I am. I have this idea of what excellence is. Okay. And uh, deviation from that. I, uh, and you guys have known me my whole life, but what people I don't think realize is that I don't like deviation from perfection of what I, what I see. And, um, I think even me, I'm, I'm a personality that if I'm not careful, so that's why I'm very, uh, very aware of, of myself in the moment. I talk to my husband a lot. I'm very, I'm probably the more verbal one in the relationship, but he's very verbal, but, um, (laughs) that, you know, I have to watch myself with burnout because I, I also not only have high expectations Mm. for myself, I have high expectations for others. Mm. And if, if they don't get there, I'm like, you're out, you know, Mm. I'm, I'm very intolerant and I think it works in a lot of great ways. I, but then in other areas, it's, it's not always healthy or helpful. Uh, And so as I was listening to my husband, I was like, you know, that's why you marry someone who balances out um, who you are because he, he has no problem. And he's learned for many years. Cause like you said, he's very particular. He's very organized. Um, he's a professional day to day, but when he sees the kingdom of God, he realizes, and, and this is something I know, but something he exemplifies is that it's God's church at the end of the day. Yeah. And I'm not going to let ministry burn me out because then I haven't kept God in the equation. Yeah. And I've really thought about that during COVID-19 over the past few months is if we don't have trust in God, it leads leads to burnout Uh, because so many things are, this is not a great term. I was going to say blowing up, but uh, becoming very shaky, you know, relational uh, globally, there's, there's some things going on that are are quite nerve wracking, but yes, talking about personalities, I, I think, and, the funny thing is, is people use Myers-Briggs a lot. And I don't know what your viewpoint is. I know people use it, but the school I went to, uh, like told us to throw it out the window. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. and so it's very funny too. I had some supervisors in my training that love Myers-Briggs others that were like, seriously, Cammie, you, you, you talk about these things. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are listening, I feel like stick with research and, and go for Myers-Briggs, but I wasn't really well versed on it because my professors were like, throw that out the window. You're okay. putting someone in a box, uh, but I kind of like boxes. <laughs> 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 you kind of know, well, you, you, know you, you kind of know, you, you know, your toolkit, right. <laughs> you, know, you know, your toolkit. So anyways, yeah, I, I think um, someone who, who thinks they're almost invincible as my husband was saying earlier, you need to be very mindful. If you're catching yourself thinking, I can, I can, I can, but you haven't also developed a safety net of, of something to catch you when, when you, um, when you do not complete everything that was on the so-called agenda for the week Hmm. that you have that safety net of awareness of it's okay. What is good enough for me? What is, Mm -hmm. this is good enough. It's okay that in some areas I, I didn't exemplify excellence. And that's something I'm currently learning mm. uh, is I didn't hit the mark, but that's okay. Yeah. And in mm. my marriage, and I, I'll, I'll take it full circle for a second. Cause I was thinking about you had asked a question a few minutes ago about how did we start to, how did we set and then start to practice quality time together before we go to bed? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that and <clears throat> 
for those of you who listen, you know, are listening in, I, I think the big thing is it started when we were dating. Mm. <laughs> um, communication is, has been key for us. Um, we come from different cultures, different parts of the world, <clears throat> but what brought us together, one was God. And secondly is um, we're both very verbal and our love language is quality time. Mm. And also, um, that need for not, not affirmation, but that need for connection. And so when we got married, I just remember there were so many things just in a a new marriage that you have to kind of like bridge the gap on so many things just naturally, but then to move across the world and add all these layers and then COVID and then not working and all these things. I realized I wasn't going to let, <laughs> and then I married Jane. I realized I'm not going to let the day-to-day stress ruin the greatest gift I've ever been given. And um, that's how we both felt was he was, he's now the chief of his office and I'm very proud of him. And so there's a lot of work. He works usually eight to eight and then pastors and then he's married to me who, who likes to do things, <laughs> but that, uh, I wasn't going to allow external factors impact our cocoon, our, you know, and we call our marriage like the cocoon when everything's chaos, let's come back home and just find peace. Even if we're aggravated, even if we're frustrated, we have a safe word. Yeah, we do. We really do. Because yes, (laughs) because it's been, it is hard. Like we're not perfect. I am not an angel. Um, You know, I, I'm feisty and, I had to realize that I wasn't going to let, you know, the sun go down on my wrath if I was frustrated and he was neither, but just that hour or 30 minutes to an hour of being together. So good. Uh, sitting at our coffee table mm-hmm. and just being like, so let's just laugh about how stressful it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yes. sitting and listening matters. It, yeah. it makes your marriage better. Even if, if you can't do stuff, you can't travel, you can't go out to dinner. I've been, I've told him today, I said, I enjoy just sitting now and being in that cocoon of safety and we had to develop it. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. It, it was a learning process. I think, yeah. I think, uh, one of the things, uh, especially, uh, getting married, learning to, to, to navigate all these uncertainties that yeah. came in 2020. Um, I think it, one of the things that I can draw back on was the the fact that we've we've learned to unload the burden, mm-hmm. but on this at the flip side, we also understand that uh, by doing so, it's not a it's not a it's not saying you know spouse you need to fix this or yeah. spouse you do this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta take care of my problem, yeah. but it's. It's learning just to listen, yes. learning to, to decompress. Um, mm-hmm. So when Cammy comes with 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 stuff that mm-hmm. she's frustrated with, I I know that it's not directed to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to you. Yeah, it's not That's directed good. to me. I'm because I I'm a person that if something is wrong with with her, oh, I want to. He's a protector. Yeah, he I want to do something. You know, I want to uh, right away. I want to stand up uh, out of the chair and and just yeah. and, and just solve right. the problem. Yeah, right there, right. You know? yeah. But, and yeah, that is a, a male tendency, right? Um, that's part of yeah. as as the in your role of servitude to your your wife. Yeah, you want to protect, you want to serve, you want to help, you want to fix. And sometimes yeah. she just needs you to listen, right? And yeah, so sometimes right. it can help for a woman to come to the table with that preface and say, "Hey, right now I just need to vent. I just need to have that verbal yeah, vomit." Exactly. And yeah. that helps so yeah. much. That, He's looking yeah. at me. Well, that yeah, is helpful. It does because that, that is our <laughs> yeah. natural tendency. Like, you know, yeah. put on our construction hat. Like, okay, what do you need? You know, and she's like, well, sit yeah. down. I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, I think, what makes, not makes it work because it, you know, it, it works great even if, if we didn't have those 30 minutes to an hour before bed to do that. But it does make the relaxing process than getting sleepy so much easier, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because if he was going to bed tense and I was going to bed tense, not that we're mad at each other, but, but because of the day. Right. Um, I think it, you know, there's like that compounded stress in our lives yes. mm-hmm. that I, I think we might have a, not just a burnout, but a blow up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what I mean? Right. And True. so 
I don't know. It, that's just some of the beautiful things I think of marriage that, you know, I was, I lived alone for so many years. He did too. He just had a birthday. He's 37. Happy birthday. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Happy birthday. you know, you. yeah. You. Just learning that. Wow. Even at this stage in our life, we're, we're learning that we do need someone and we want someone to be there. So yeah. avoiding burnout, have a good, have a good conversation and put some laughter into yeah. your day, even when Love it's that. it's hard to find. Love <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. So much, so, yeah. so many good tips. Like, and I think it's really good. A lot of this, what we've talked about is prevention, like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. prevent this and, you know, don't say yes yeah. and yeah. understand how to lead <laughs> and all these things. And have these evening, you know, download sessions. I love the cutoff time too. I love 8 PM, you know, just, you set that yeah. boundary. Yeah. How, yeah question for you kind of going back how would you recover like how was your recovery from or maybe even watching other people because this is a common thing especially I think and maybe this is a different topic this tends to happen I think a lot in our ranks yeah uh, I would uh, interesting to hear your like theological perspective on this too Mm. but how do we recover from it maybe to start yeah. So prevention yeah. versus intervention. So yeah. if someone's stuck in this, they are burnt out. What do we, what does recovery what look do you like? Do? We'll be right back to the interview. But first, we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And Monthly Live Date Night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. We focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick. And then 30 minutes, we do a QA and a and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, We have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right, back to the interview. I would think that one thing is is, uh, stepping back and seeing the picture. You know, sometimes you're so focused in the moment, you, if you're very, you know, good at micromanaging things, mm-hmm. you see everything in detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to learn to step back and say, what, what really was the goal of all of what I was going to do, you know, mm-hmm. and just, just have an overview of, is this really working for me Yeah. or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um, uh, the bells and whistles are, are usually where, where things lie that were, you know, it could be that um, you have too many tasks task in one single day. Uh-huh. I think one of the things that I've learned is that we often uh, overestimate what we can do in a day. Yes. And then we underestimate what we can do in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. We think, you know, uh, if I don't do this, I'm not going to catch my 30, 30 year goal or whatever uh-huh. goal you have to, five, right. 10, 15 right. year goal. And, and you're, you're setting, breaking them up. And, 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 and I've, I've done these, these yearly plans, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as leading a group of, of engineers at, at my work, we, we do personal development plans, you know, what's your yep. three, five year goals. Yep. And we break right. them up into activities, you know, and sometimes we can get too caught up yeah. in all of that, that we forget that, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, my health is worth more than getting whatever I, my goal was. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think when you look at the bigger picture, as a pastor, I want to stay as a pastor yeah. for the next. God, 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 give me the blessing to stay. You know, until until a long time. Yes. Uh, you yeah. know. Yep. My lifetime that I value my lifetime, you know. True. Yeah. I guess the question yeah. that came into mind would be, do you feel that God's in favor of you maintaining your health? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you have 
you have young young guys like Timothy where where Paul uh, encourages Timothy to 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 take care of his his body you know he mm-hmm. he uses drink a little wine for 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 your stomach's sake you know it's not a it's not a, 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 a an encouragement to drink wine but it, it's like it's a it's a it's a view that Paul said you you got to take care of of your life you're in ministry Timothy you know uh, use this as a medication to an ailment uh, to to help your body you know it's, it's good. it isn't it isn't um, uh, the the ministry uh, needs people to work at an optimum mm-hmm. you know. If if I'm if I'm sick all the time, I can't I can't be a blessing to, mm-hmm. I can't be a blessing to my wife, yeah. you know I can't be a blessing to to people I love, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so, so I have to be remind myself that uh, this is not a sprint this 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 is a marathon mm-hmm. I gotta yeah. I gotta break things down into manageable bits and yes. uh, whatever I, yeah. you know and and you, and trust in God's grace that whatever I can't do. God takes care of the rest. Yes. So good. yes. Well, I, I think too that you're saying that people put such a high premium on spiritual health, but mm. but forget in the process that we are holistic beings. Mm-hmm. And how can we bifurcate the the two like, you know, it's okay, my spiritual health is fine, but my my physical health is falling apart. Yeah. But but Definitely. if God is calling me to something and my body is failing, how, how can I achieve what God is yeah. ultimately calling me to do Right. if all of those things aren't in sync? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you said it earlier, Yuri, you said, um, and I think people actually might take issue with it, but it's totally true. You know, you said my health is worth more than those goals that I was trying, I was setting out to achieve. Mm-hmm. And people might yeah. be like, no, you know, sacrifice your health for the yeah. good of the kingdom. But it's like, how is that goal ever going to get achieved if your health is yes. not there to achieve it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think after, you know, uh, and this, it takes a lot of, I guess, maturing up for my part, at least uh, yeah. to admit it, admit mm-hmm. the fact that I can't do everything. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I have to be like John the Baptist and say, I'm not the Christ. I, I <laughs> you know, I, I have to step back and say, yeah. Um, my role, I know where my limits are. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. and, and I would see that as humility. Right. We almost yeah. could put the label of pride on someone who says that I can do all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, yeah. and maintain the quality of excellence that God requires. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. God doesn't. Yeah. I think Definitely. God calls you what you could, to what you can do. Maybe we're just saying yes to too many things. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, God will give you strength in times where you need to yeah. to, right. to to do something. I mean, yeah. um, but I think the, the the verse where where Paul says, "I can do all things through Christ." You know, it's mm-hmm. it might be misunderstood and yeah. misused in many ways yeah. to sure. say that you know, uh, you know, I'll just just pour it in. You know, put the heavy load on my burden, but. Even 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 light burdens, if you keep on holding them too long, it's going to be heavy. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. So so learning to to step to step back and 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 learning to unload um, is is important. Yeah. 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 Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we are going to transition now uh, toward the end of our podcast. Um, before we do, we we have a question for you about resources. So I know you guys are a lover Readers. of books and podcasts and resources. <laughs> so if you guys could share with the listeners and with us, we'd love to hear uh, what you guys have to share about resources that you would recommend on this topic, but also in the broader sense, just maybe even leadership. Yeah, excellence. Yep. Yeah. What would you, what would you s- suggest? For, for I'll, me. Yeah, I'll, no, no, yeah, I'll let you go because I'm having to quickly run through my head, but I, I will let him go because I have a lot yeah. of uh, maybe external ideas. But I don't have any specific books or anything that I can put. Uh, but I, I would say that like anything that has to do with uh, stress management mm-hmm. uh, in ministry would be very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think uh, P. 
people in ministry probably have the most riskiest jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for, for burnout yeah. um, uh, because there's a lot of things that we internalize mm-hmm. in ministry, people's problems, yeah. uh, people's needs. You know, we want to bear their burden, but, yeah. you know, we're bringing them home to us. We're bringing them into mm-hmm. our marriages, all of that. Mm-hmm. And learning how to manage that and navigate those things yeah. is, is important. Yuri, how do you set that down? Like how, how, like when you're, when you're talking to someone, counseling someone, how do you set their burden down and not carry it into oh, yeah. your house? That's a good question. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I've, I've, I think the way I, I mentally do it is that uh, once those things, once I've done a counseling uh, and it, 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 it's not just for, for church stuff, but uh, just recently, right now, we're having a lot of work, uh, you know, at, at my job. Mm-hmm. People are really stressed out having to yeah. talk them through, you yeah. know, the, the, the stress in life and yeah. people can't sleep, you know. Um, I know that once I've done the conversation, I, I sort of mentally put that uh, aside. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and when I get home, I don't bring that up. Mm-hmm. And That's I, good. you know. I'm going to pick it up once I get back again. But mm-hmm. for now, it's in that box. It yeah. stays there. Yeah. Do you have to tell just yourself, to like, do you have to tell yourself, <clears throat> like, all right, Yuri, that's good. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. I, 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 I do catch myself that, uh, you know, sometimes I will, I will just freshen up <laughs> at the restroom and I will look in the mirror and say, that's it. Go uh-huh. home get some rest, you know, yes. and enjoy the evening with your wife. That's, and it you know, sounds silly yeah. to some people, you know, like to, to look in the mirror and do that, but it, it does work. I've had people actually physically before they walk in the door, they have a certain tree as you know, by their, their doorstep and physically take their imaginary briefcase and let go of it and put it by the tree yeah. Like with their arms pantomiming it, like, and then go in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Left it outside my house, you know. Yes. Just that's awesome. <laughs> for those who are listening, like that helps. We, um, because we deal with a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Um, our mm-hmm. way of setting it down, uh, because oftentimes you'll keep it because you're afraid of forgetting details. Mm-hmm. Um. So mm-hmm. we have our client notes, right? Because we. We do this a lot. Yeah. We, right? we make so notes. We yeah. make our notes. And when I shut my document. That's it. I yeah. stop thinking We give about it to it. the Lord. We might yeah. bring it up during prayer. Pray. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, other than prayer, our focus is the details are in the notes. We're not bringing this yeah. into our home and into our life. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So I like your tip yeah, about speaking it in the mirror. I like that too. <laughs> yeah. Washing your hands is very symbolic, right? Though, True. Like yes. Things, yeah. if you could pair Definitely. up this symbolic, mm-hmm. like yeah. symbolic. Yeah. 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 Note, note taking is really good. Like the tip you, you guys give, you know, I, I do have my notebook as well at, at work. Nice. He is an yeah. avid journal writer. He Ooh. has over, yeah. I would say over 30 journals and the book case over here. Oh my here goodness. That's so cool. <laughs> and it's not, they're not all filled, but they're, they're case specific. So yeah. Okay. Very organized. Yeah. <laughs> organized. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he's brought a lot of structure. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, it's for me, it's, it keeps my mind, you know, Yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe com, com, it sounds been a little simple, but it, it sort of, uh, compartmentalizes yes. the different yes. things yes. in life. Yeah. So, so speaking of that, and- Yuri, because um, we're talking about resources, do you have a particular journal? Like um, I know people sell extravagant journals or do you just do, use a regular, you know, lined notebook? Moleskin. <laughs> yeah. I'm- yeah, moleskin. Yeah. Good, good tip. Yeah, moleskin. <laughs> I have a moleskin. It's very... Very light, very thin, yep. uh, and I carry that with me almost everywhere. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. Just a way of decompressing and getting it off. Very good. Yeah, that's definitely. awesome. How about you, Cami? Do you have any uh, suggestions or? Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's why I was sitting and I was trying to, you know, filter through what I've told people than actually what I do. (laughs) And I was thinking first off like books and this doesn't fit exactly with burnout, 
but I do think there's an aspect of grit mm-hmm. that we yeah. all we all need, especially in ministry, in marriage, building a family. There's got to be this aspect where we don't burn ourselves out, but we also know that fine balance of we need to to grit it out to a healthy level. Yeah. And um, I've, I've actually, a lot of people, uh, and, and Yuri could speak to this when we were engaged, actually, <laughs> I was working at a university in LA that uh, I actually had some backlash come back to me because I did a whole like six month grit workshop uh, nice. after school for students. And I used one book in a particular from Angela Duckworth, which is called Grit. Yep. And I like Angela Duckworth. Um, I, I, yes, I do think she simplifies a lot of things, but it's a, it's a readable book. Yeah. yeah. And for someone who is not well versed in uh, mental health and also the understanding of grit and resilience, I think it's a great first read. Okay. And if you're wanting to, you know, if you're wanting to figure out where, you know, where do I fall in my ability to handle, maintain and cope with certain things? I think it's a great book. Uh, to identify even what grit and resilience means because you need that in order, I think, to also avoid burnout. Yes. Because I think there's a part of there's a part of grit, right? That and resilience that you learn when to say no. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of where I'm at on my journey is mm-hmm. um I'm married now. I can't do all of that. So no, this uh-huh. is more important. This yes. relationship mm-hmm. and then my personal health is is very important. Uh, Lisa Turkhurst wrote a book on on that. Um, that's really fat. It's called the best. Yes. We'll, we'll link that one too. It's really good. It's like say, saving your best. Yes. For the things that God has called you to do in this season. And uh, in turn, that's yes. going to mean saying no, that's but good. when you do say no, you're allowing someone else to save their best. Yes. For the thing that God has called them to do in this season. So it's, wow. it's a good one. We'll, we'll link that one too. Yeah. 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 And then I think some of the other things, cause I'm more activity oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so is my husband. Uh, he, he is more of a writer than I am, Okay, but we both, we both enjoy like this behavioral activation aspect of handling and managing burnout. And that is when I realize I'm at my so-called wits end mentally, physically, um, yeah. I really, and I wanted my husband to speak about this, so maybe I'll have him jump in, but this whole idea, this Norwegian school of thought, of, it's called go putur, and it's go for a walk in okay. nature. Okay. It fixes everything. And um, as a Californian, I'm always in the car. I, I Walking is, is, oh, it's a dread sometimes. But... <laughs> I realized, and I know it's humorous because I always told my my clients before, please go do 30 minutes of activation a day. It will, you know, cure you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. now I'm implementing that because I do believe in it. I just didn't have the time. Uh-huh. But now every day we live in a mountainous area. I'm always out in the brisk cold weather. It's currently pretty cold here in the 30s. Um, but just that, that activating of my body soothes my soul, mm. the activating of, of my legs and, you know, my heart rate's up. I noticed that my thoughts aren't racing mm-hmm. and I can only tell you or tell who's listening, activate your body more. And I think your mind will be more at peace, mm. you know, and yeah. that's something I'm learning from the Norwegian way of life is be outside finding how small you really are in this great big world and actually finding some joy in that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was telling my husband. We, we met for coffee on his lunch break today. I'm really enjoying the small things in life more than those big moments. And I told Yuri, I said, babe, I'm realizing the big moments of life are so rare, right? Those moments we're all excited for. And like, those are life-changing I'm like, I don't know that they're life-changing anymore. I'm refocusing and realizing in order for me to avoid burnout and stress and distress, I'm enjoying the coffee breaks we have together. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying they're unimportant anymore. Those are the most important parts of my day Mm -hmm. and that walk with nature and um, and you guys know me well. I'm I'm a social creature, <laughs> very social. <laughs> that so you are. It, 
yeah, figuring <laughs> out what works for you and finding joy in the small things has helped me realize <clears throat> our ministry, our marriage, everything is in God's hands. Yeah. And I'm going to take a major step back and just go with the flow and be happy and find that happiness in the small things. So my greatest resource is my greatest resource is stop wanting so much and just being very grateful for those, those moments of sweetness in your life. Yeah. When my husband just grabs my hand, he's like, let's just go walk. And I'm like, Ugh. but now I'm in love with it, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but that's where I found yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's where I find my inner my inner peace, so to speak, is the smaller things of life. Uh, mm-hmm. If you would ask my parents, they say, Kimmy lives for the big moments of life. And now I've, I've greatly changed, and my marriage has helped me realize it's the cooking together. It's making homemade mm-hmm. pasta that I actually think more about than the big vacation, you know? Beautiful. Um, that's yes. how you people do that. Yeah, so. yeah. just so to good. clarify, Guapa uh, <laughs> Tude means... Uh, Go we'll on a you. walk without any aim, basically. Without any aim, yeah. yeah. In yeah. nature, it's like, yeah. Uh, in, in nature. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, it's a good good concept because it's... Don't have a goal. Yeah, it's you don't have a goal. In, in, yeah. No, it's not yeah. an outcome. Yeah. It, it's not something you, you just... You don't feel like <laughs> there's a pressure to achieve something, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Just it's go on a walk. Being, yeah. 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 Uh, and be present. And, and, and so... Um, uh, a lot of Norwegians know how to do, you know, take moments in their day mm-hmm. to go potur. Uh, and and uh, with that aim, aimlessness, uh, I think you're able to uh, to take away a lot of thoughts yeah. for the day that has been mm-hmm. stressful. Yeah. yeah, so good. I've enjoyed yeah. it. I've, I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. <Yeah>. Awesome. <laughs> well, at the very end, we always ask our interviewees uh, to participate in our Dear Young Married Couple letter. So Ooh. if you can think Ooh. back to um, your first year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It hasn't oh even happened. <laughs> we're, we're living it. <laughs> exactly. I know. That's why I thought it was funny. So... <laughs> I think what Cammy, what you just now said was so good, but what other advice or maybe something that you're learning right now in this stage um, that you could give other couples um, in their walk toward a, you know, a better marriage? What advice would you? And we ask you to fill in the blank. So you start the letter and you say, dear Dear young young married couple, couple, and then you fill in the blank. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Wow, I could say so much. But um, I would say, dear young married couple, don't hurry through the first year. Take every little moment and cherish it um, because that's that's the foundation. Like That's what you're going to go back to. And you're going to say, I remember this day. And I, for me, I'm, I'm a hurrier. I, I, I liked, I'm fast-paced, but I'm learning. I don't want to hurry through the first few months together because that's what that's what the home's going to be built on. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Yeah. Super How about good. for you, Yuri? Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll go with with what my my wife said. That um, well, I'll start with dear young married couple. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. Yeah. Um, cherish the small moments. Yeah. And uh, the big moments will come uh, when you can make the most out of the small moments. Yeah. I love that. Is there a Norwegian That's word for that? Brilliant. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we love you guys. No, but I so think much. that's what we're both remembering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh Thank you God. so much for having us. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Uh, it's been great. It's awesome. For those who want to uh, stay connected to Yuri and Cami, we will link their social media in the show notes. Um, the yeah. Northern Light Apostolic Church International. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They they Thank have uh, yeah lots of good social media and um, they it's incredible what they're doing on an international level. So um, we'd encourage you to stay connected with them. We'll link all that here. 
And then for those who want to see Cami, she um, is a clinical psychologist, uh, did all her schooling in California, but she could also see you globally um, under her coaching umbrella. And so you can reach out to her via email and we will include her email here in the show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you you guys. You rock. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I this know. has been awesome. This has Aww. been a, a world of encouragement to us as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, our pleasure. We love, love you, guys. you guys. Thank you. Love you. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.